It was now the day before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He had always loved those in the world who were his own, and he loved them to the very end. Jesus and his disciples were at supper. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, the thought of betraying Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him complete power. He knew that he had come from God and was going to God. So he rose from the table, took off his outer garment, and tied a towel round his waist. Then he poured some water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter. Are you going to wash my feet, Lord? You do not understand now what I am doing, but you will understand later. Never at any time will you wash my feet. If I do not wash your feet, you will no longer be my disciple. Lord, do not wash only my feet then. Wash my hands and head too. <laughs> Those who have taken a bath are completely clean and do not need to wash themselves, except for their feet. All of you are clean. All except one. Jesus already knew who was going to betray him. That is why he said, all of you except one are clean. After Jesus had washed their feet, he put his outer garment back on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I've just done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and it is right that you should do so because that is what I am. I, your Lord and teacher, have just washed your feet. You then should wash one another's feet. I have set an example for you, so that you will do just what I have done for you. I am telling you the truth. No slaves are greater than their master, and no messengers are greater than the one who sent them. Now that you know this truth, 
How happy you will be if you put it into practice. All right, I don't know if you have seen that clip before. I had not seen that clip before we decided to use it for this morning. It was pretty, pretty interesting, interesting clip. So today we're going to start a, a new four-week series called Serve. Um, and I just want to review one sentence. I don't know if you caught it during that uh, dramatic depiction, but I'm going to bring up the verse right here. And this is going to be our theme verse uh, for our series. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you, John 13, 15. Let's all read that together. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I'm going to ask Will to join me. We're going to do a little illustration. There's going to be four points that we're going to talk about today during our our time. You can go ahead and go right up. The first thing that Jesus did is he rose up from the table. That's number one. He rose up from the table. And then he took off his outer garment. I have a t-shirt on today. <laughs> and then what did he do? Then he tied a towel around his waist. And then after he tied a towel around his waist, then he washed the disciples' feet. So he knelt down. Yes, it is warm. <laughs> And he washed the disciples' feet. So I, I guess I got a question. How does this make you feel right now? Um, a little uneasy. A little uneasy? <laughs> a little uncomfortable? <laughs> Wish you'd gotten a pedicure, probably. <laughs> At least a tan. <laughs> At least a tan. And then Jesus said something else, too. He said, you know, when Peter objected, He's like, I have to wash your feet or you will have no part of me. That's what he said. And then, and then Peter, always being wanted to go above and beyond, right? He's like, well, then wash my hands and then anoint my head and everything. And Jesus kind of got a chuckle of that out of that. And he said, no, you've bathed today. You're clean. But this is something different. This is something different that I'm doing for you. Give it up for Will and the awkwardness. Thanks, Will. <laughs> But that's what we're talking about today, that we're going to learn how to serve like Jesus served. Serve like Jesus served. I get have to get my outer garment back on. I got a question for us while I button up. Why is it so difficult to serve? Why is it so difficult to serve? Most of us like to be served, don't we? I mean, I know I do sometimes. You know, I, I like to be served. It, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm appreciated and, you know, and stuff like that. But sometimes we don't, we don't want to serve sometimes. Sometimes it's really difficult to serve, really hard to serve others. You know, Paul talked a little bit about this in Philippians. And what's really neat is we're going to be going into Philippians and we're going to be talking about these John verses that we reviewed in the video. And it's really neat how Paul kind of echoed what John was talking about when he recounted the washing of the feet, Jesus' washing of the feet. Philippians 2, starting in verse 5, says this, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, 
He did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. He died a criminal's death on the cross. So today, what I want to do is I want to challenge each one of us to serve like Jesus served. If you're taking notes, there's going to be some fill in the blanks. You can also go onto our app and do notes digitally if you want and email them to yourself. And I'm going to unpack the four things that we saw Jesus do. Jesus rose from the table, number one. Then he took off his outer garment. He tied a towel around his waist and he poured some water into a wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. So let's start with number one. When you serve like Jesus, you leave your position. When you serve like Jesus, you leave your position. And, and most times you're leaving a, a position of honor. Now this was during the Last Supper. You know, John really doesn't talk about that. We didn't really see that in the video, but that's what it was. It was the Last Supper. And Jesus was most likely sitting in a position of honor. I mean, if you think about the paintings that we've seen and the movies that we've watched, right? He was in the center, in a position of honor. Now, I don't know if that was true or not, but what I do know for sure is that when he left the table, he took the position of a servant. The custom of foot washing back in the day, and this is Old Testament and New Testament, what used to happen is, is when a guest would come to your home, the first thing you would offer to do is, is wash their feet. And, and normally you had a servant that would do those responsibilities because they didn't have uh, paved roads. They might have had some paved roads in the cities, in the Roman cities, but most of the roads were dirt. And so it was very dusty, very dirty, and they didn't wear uh, steel toe boots or anything like that. They had sandals. I have some flip-flops on today, and I'm sure if I walked just even across the street in a dusty road, my feet would be all dirty. And that's the culture in which they lived in, so it was very hospitable. It was a sign of hospitality to, to have people's feet washed as a guest entering your home. Now, as we saw in the movie, and as we read in, in the Bible, they were already eating. Foot washing happens the first thing or right before you eat or even right before you go to bed. They used to wash their feet too, foot, feet too before they went to bed. But they were already eating. They were already reclined and nobody, nobody had offered to wash feet. Well, except Jesus. And this is the nature of Jesus. The nature of Jesus is to leave his rightful position of honor and to be a servant. You know, we talk a lot about leadership in church communities and leadership at work, and it's important to have leadership training and understand what it is to be a leader and stuff like that. But you know what? Jesus taught more on servanthood than leadership. And he was the example of being a servant leader. Earlier in the book of John, we see this in John six thirty-eight: For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. 
I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. Jesus took the role of a servant, not master. You know, I've seen some examples of servanthood since I've been a Christian the last 25 years. I remember uh, one of the first couple years I was going to church and it was a snowy day and and I was the sound guy, so I'd get there early. And as I drove up, I saw uh, the lead pastor and a co-pastor shoveling the sidewalks. I was like, wow, that's, that's cool, you know? It's not like he, the senior pastor, sent out the youth pastor, <laughs> which is the joke. The youth, youth pastor gets all those kind of duties, right? No, the lead pastor was out there with the associate pastor shoveling the sidewalks, and I made a mental note of that because I thought that was significant. You know, here at Connect, we just have a small little parking lot out in front, but, you know, our volunteers and our leaders... Don't park there uh, unless they're unloading stuff or whatever. You know, we have the parking lot across and next to us where we park at. We leave this parking lot out in front for guests and maybe for those who need to be a little bit closer to the building. And I know that some of our volunteers actually park up around the corner about halfway down that other street just so that parking around this building is open for guests. That's servanthood. That's being a servant leader. That's part of what I'm talking about here. So what position do you hold maybe that keeps you from serving? What is keeping you from getting up from the table and starting the process of being a servant? Number one, you leave your position of honor by getting up from the table. That's what Jesus did. Number two, when you serve like Jesus, you strip off your pride. When you serve like Jesus, you strip off your pride, and that's what was signifying by by him taking off his outer garment. How many were a little uncomfortable watching that (laughs) in that video there when Jesus took out his outer garment? I'm like, oh, makes me a little uncomfortable seeing Jesus half naked like that, you know? (laughs) It was weird, man, the first time I watched that video. But you know what? I think we're always a little uncomfortable when we see people maybe that are on a position of honor or maybe that, you know, we think is a mentor or whatever. You know, when we, we see them taking off his or her pride, it makes us a little uncomfortable at times. In fact, the disciples were shocked. The disciples were shocked. You know, I wish we could really grasp fully the context of what Jesus was doing there culturally. That was so revolutionary for them in that context. And and we don't really get that with our Western culture. I mean, if you've been in church for a while, you've heard the story before, the washing of the feet, and you're like, wow, okay, that's a great example of being a servant and, and taking a lower position and stuff. But we don't fully grasp culturally what Jesus was doing. That was amazing. That was revolutionary what he did. And the disciples were shocked that he would do that. Because in stripping down Jesus, Jesus looked like a servant. He took the position of a servant. And there was, there was no pride in that status of washing the feet. That was not a position of honor for Jesus to do that. In Philippians 2.6, we read this. Though he was God, Jesus, did not think equality with God as something to cling to or something 
to be grasped, and the ESV uses grasp. That's a great image. He didn't cling to his lordship. He didn't try to grasp for being God. He let it go. You know, I think about in our lives, you know, for each one of us, it's a little different, but what do we cling to in our lives? What do we grasp for in our lives? Is it position? Is it career? I don't know, money? I mean, what, what is it that we try to cling and grasp towards? Jesus didn't do that. Jesus did not, did not demand that everyone worship him. He served. He washed feet. He touched lepers. He loved well. If you follow through the gospel accounts, Jesus loved well in every circumstance he found himself in. You know, Pastor Russ and I were talking this last week about servanthood and, and, and stuff, and, and he told me a story of a, a Bozeman volunteer down there who's part of the cleaning team. Now, this person is kind of re- respected in the Bozeman area. He's a professor or was a professor. He has a couple books out and stuff like that, so he's kind of revered. And so he, Russ found out that he had been a part of the cleaning team, and they were in a conversation one day, and Russ is like, you know, how did all that come about? And he was very honest. He's like, you know, I struggle with pride. I've struggled with pride throughout my whole life. And he goes, I've discovered that serving is the antidote to pride. So I volunteered to be a part of the cleaning team, and I volunteered to be the toilet washer because I know that I have this issue in my life, a struggle with pride, and serving is the antidote. So he serves and he cleans toilets down at Bozeman Connect. I don't know, how many of you have waited tables? Have any of you waited tables before? I've never waited tables, uh, but I've watched over the years, and and I know how difficult that must be to wait tables. And so I, I really try to check myself when I'm out at a restaurant, and maybe I'm not getting great service, because I know that there's probably a lot of more things going on in the background. We were obviously on vacation for a couple weeks, and we did a lot of cooking in, because we were in, we had a kitchen area and stuff where we were staying, so we did a lot of cooking in, but we, we ate out a fair amount, and one of the last couple days we were there, we were having lunch at this one uh, resort area that, that we weren't staying at, but we were just doing some shopping for the afternoon and stuff, and we had, you know, parked at a parking garage, and and we were grabbing a bite to eat, and this waiter was amazing. It was the best service I've ever received in my whole life. This waiter came up, and it was busy. It was bustling. I mean, the place wasn't packed out standing in line, but and it, was, it was a busy place. And he comes up, and after we're seated, he takes our drink order and stuff like that, and, and he goes to walk away, and he goes, oh, uh, do you guys need uh, parking validated? And we're like, yeah, we do. And parking in Hawaii is super expensive, if, if you've never been there. It's, it's super expensive. We were in a parking garage. It was $9 for 30 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. And, we're, and, and Russ is like, yeah, that would be great. He goes, I like to do that the first thing off so I don't forget by, you know, by the end of the time together. So, uh, you know, give me your, your ticket and I'll validate it for you. And we're like, man, that's awesome. So he comes back and stuff and gives us the ticket. He validated it for four hours. That's $72. 
I mean, I don't think we're going to be there for the full, full hour, four hours, but still, that is amazing that he would validate it for four hours like that. That was awesome. And then he did, did things. He, like, anticipated our needs throughout the whole meal. You know, Gene and Russ had gotten some salads, and, and he brought us all our orders, and he stepped away. And about 30 seconds later, he comes back, maybe a minute, and he's like, how's everything tasting? Oh, you know, everything's good. He goes, would you guys like some extra dressing for your salads? And Gene and Russ were like, yeah, that would be great, you know? I mean, they hadn't even really had time to consider, is there enough dressing here? But they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And he did that throughout the whole time. He just anticipated what we would need as we went, went through our meal. And we told him that at the end of our time together. We were like, man, you have, you're the best waiter. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just, just trying to help out. And you could tell that, that he was someone who, who had ate out in the past. And he was somebody who probably didn't have great service. And he was somebody who wanted to be someone to anticipate, you know, what, what, are, what are the needs of the people that are right in front of me? And he was doing like six or eight tables. And he was doing that for each table. It was really amazing. Awesome. He was a servant. He was being a servant. And he was being a server. And I mean, that's what he was doing. But the question I have for each one of us is, what are you proud of? What are you proud of that keeps you from serving? What do you need to strip off in order to serve? Number one, leave your position of honor. And number two, strip off pride. So when we serve like Jesus serves, number three, you will clothe yourself with humility. Clothe yourself with humility. He tied a towel around his waist is what Jesus did. He tied a towel around his waist. Humility is the servant's uniform. Humility is the servant's uniform. Humility is simply a, a modest view of one's own importance. So it's, it's not the fact that you're not important. You know, some people beat themselves up all the time and they're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not important. no. Humility is not that. Humility is having a modest view of one's own importance. Philippians 2.7 says this, Instead, Jesus gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. You know, and as I was thinking about this and and I was thinking that part of humility is being concerned with those that are coming in after you. And, and well, what do you mean by that, Bob? Well, I, I know I, I watch from week to week to week, and after we all get ready and we all leave and we all kind of, you know, say goodbye to each other and stuff, there's a few people here that go around and collect up all the papers and the cups and stuff like that. That's, that's what I mean by that's a position of humility is, is being concerned with, with, with people that are coming in after you because they know, you know, that this place needs to get cleaned up and Zach Dorr does a wonderful job each week of cleaning this place and stuff like that. But boy, what a big help that is for him with having some things picked up, right? The extra connection cards and envelopes and cups and whatever's left behind. It really helps out Zach, and I think that's just awesome. So just know, if you're one of the couple few that do that, that's not going unnoticed. You're probably even a little uncomfortable that I'm making mention of it now. 
But that's part of servanthood. That's part of what we're talking about. So what, what uniform do you need to wear that will identify you as a servant? What identity will you assume? Number one, leave your position of honor. Get up from the table. Number two, strip off pride. Take off your outer garments. Number three, clothe yourself with humility. Wrap yourself with the towel. When we serve like Jesus, number four, and our last point here today is, you do what nobody else wants to do. When you serve like Jesus, many times you do what nobody else wants to do. Then he washed their feet. In Philippians 2.8, we see this a little differently. We see in Philippians that he humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a criminal's death on a cross. The ultimate in servanthood and self-sacrifice is to lay down your life for a friend. But we're talking about washing feet today. We're talking about that is humbling yourself and being a servant. You know, I think of a couple different areas of life, maybe in your marriage, for those of you that are married. You know, I normally take out the garbage, and, and I don't mind doing that. It's great. Jean will do it too, you know, if, if she needs to. If I'm not around and the garbage is full, she'll take it out. But I'm usually the one to take the garbage to the curb on Wednesday night before Thursday garbage day. But once in a while, I'll forget, and I'll text Jean, or, or she'll notice, and she'll take it out. So she has no problem doing that. One thing that I definitely hate to do is clean the bathroom. I can't stand cleaning the bathroom. I just don't think I do a very good job. It's not that I won't do that. I mean, and I do it a lot. You know, I mean, when we're having people house sit or do whatever, you know, there's, there are times where I'll say, you know, do you want me to clean the bathroom? Or she'll remind me, hey, clean the shower before, you know, after, after you get out. And I'll be like, all right, I'll do it. But that's just part of marriage. Just kind of doing different things to make the household run, right? I want to challenge each one of us, do the tasks or the jobs that don't belong to you once in a while. I mean, we each have the the checklist of tasks. So do those things that maybe don't belong to you once in a while. That's an act of servanthood. Students, I'm not going to leave you out. Kids, you guys can practice this too. What could you do to serve in the home? Maybe do some extra chores. Maybe do chores without being asked. That would be huge, wouldn't it? (laughs) Now, I don't have kids in the home anymore, but I do remember those days. They're not too far gone from me. Uh, Or maybe there's some of you that live with roommates. Do the dishes, man. Isn't that the worst thing to do? Everybody loves to cook. Nobody likes to clean, though. Nobody likes to do the dishes, Blow your roommates away and do the dishes once in a while. <laughs> because here's the deal. When you, when you begin to serve with the people that you live with day in and day out, relationships change. They really do. Relationships are enhanced when we do things like this and serve one another. So whether it's marriage or roommates or kids or whatever, you know, at the end of the video there, I don't know if you caught that, but we, we heard Jesus say something along the lines of, you will be blessed if you start to do this. 
That's what servanthood's all about. That's what serving is all about. You will be blessed when you start to serve. When you start to do the undesirable things, you will be blessed. Now, that's not the motivation to do it, but that's a byproduct of doing it, is that we will be blessed. Relationships will be enhanced. Life will be richer because you're serving like Jesus served. So what's the undesirable things that you need to start doing to lighten someone else's load? load? What will you do to serve the people that you love and the people that are around you without being asked? Number one, leave your position of honor. Strip off pride. Clothe yourself with humility. And then do what nobody else wants to do. And in Jesus' case, his example was washing the disciples' feet. Man, that's powerful that Jesus would do that, that he would wash the disciples' feet. You have some notes and you also have a connection card and there's some next steps there for you to take a look at. You know, the first one is I'm going to begin following Jesus today. That's the one we talk about every week because that's where everything starts. You can't serve like Jesus served unless you have a relationship with Jesus because like I made mention in the beginning during our transition, God creates a new heart inside of us and he deposits the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and creates a new creation. We're new, we're made new. And when that event happens, your life is transformed. Number two, pride is a problem for me. Please pray for me. Maybe you have an issue with pride. I bet, I bet if we talked with each one of us, there are, are pride issues in different areas of our lives. Number three, I'm going to serve like Jesus. And think about that. How? That's the question I have. How are you going to serve like Jesus? Let's, let's put some action on paper here and, and figure it out. How? I mean, each one of us would probably say, yeah, I I would like to serve like Jesus. Well, what does that look like for you in your life right now in 2019? And then the last thing, I would like to begin serving at Connect. Now, this wasn't a PSA, but if there is an opportunity for you to serve here at Connect. And so maybe you've been holding back a little bit. Maybe you just don't really know what area you fit in. Well, take a look around here and see what maybe areas you see the same people doing it week in and week out, and maybe that's an area that you could help come alongside in here around Connect. So maybe that's you. I'm gonna ask the band to come forward. We're gonna get ready to move into our last part of our service. And as the band's coming forward, I wanna pray for you. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus, and Jesus, man, what an, what an example you are as a servant leader. We just read through the Gospels. We read through the things that you taught and the, and the, and the illustrations that you gave and, and what you did. It's just so amazing. Help us to be more like you. Help us to filter our lives through the heart of a servant. Thank you so much for that. And so I I pray for each one here. Maybe it's a pride issue that we're dealing with or
Or maybe you've been really thinking about serving like Jesus served here around Connect. And, and what does that look like for you in your life? How can you help around here? God, I pray that you would help each one of us answer those questions in our lives. And Lord, for those that, that maybe are vacillating and maybe, they're, they, maybe they haven't been fully committed to you, but today they're kind of having that tug. Man, I need to step up. I need to be, I need to be more committed. Maybe you need to be committed in the first place. God, I pray for those people right now that are considering this relationship with you, and I pray that you would, you would touch them today and you would encourage them and that they would bow their knee before you and, and call you Lord and Master. Accept the, the gift of salvation that you give to each one of us. And so I thank you, Lord, for each person here today. And I pray that as we reach out to you, that you would reach back to us and that you would meet our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.